for thoughts, ideas and observations around how to improve performance and the results you're able to achieve. Welcome back, episode 33, the Effective Challenge podcast, how to make difficult decisions. It's uh, been a good week. Uh, I hope you've had a good week too. Thank you to everyone that, that dropped me a message uh, about the, the last episode and indeed the last last couple of episodes, uh, which is uh, it's, yeah, it's humbling to, to get those. And uh, yeah, they, they really do make a difference. So so thank you. Do keep them coming. Uh, really like uh, the comments and questions. Quite uh, a few questions have centred around episode 31, which was uh, about valuing uh, the, the use of values in in making decisions. So much so, I thought I thought I'd dedicate another episode on decision making. Um, uh, it seems to me to be something, uh, probably not that surprisingly, uh, that is something that everybody has to do, and uh, it's not always easy. So, without further ado, what I'm intending to do in this session is to take you through 10 ideas around how to make decisions. Uh, I've I've put these in the context probably more towards uh, personal decisions rather than business decisions. But to, to be honest, much of it is equally uh, applicable. Uh, a bit of a caveat before I get before I get into them. Uh, so, so my experience is like so many things to do with our productivity. There's there's no there's no one approach. There's no one tool, tactic, tip that is is universally applicable. And of course, you know, there's good reason for that. Um, particularly when it comes to decision making, you know, the scale of the decision is going to be important. So the consequences of it, the risk and the reward appetite of individuals i mean that not just between individuals but the same individual on a different day the risk and reward appetite could be quite different and of course um, that leads on to another super important uh, element when we're making decisions and that's our mood and how much our mood and our emotions play into to decision making so for me there really isn't uh, one approach uh, so hence uh, my uh, intent here is to share to share 10 ideas uh, at a high level we'll have a, a quite a quick canter through them but hopefully uh, the intent here is that, that at least uh, some if not all will resonate with you and you'll be able to to test and apply them if there's something here that's that's new okay so uh, let's let's begin uh, number one uh, will I regret not starting in 12 months so when you're looking to make a decision, quite often we can find ourselves in the in the here and now with quite a short term outlook. The intent of this question that we can ask ourselves is to is to help bring greater objectivity. And that's that's something I talk about quite a lot in, in podcasts. And it, it's probably a feature that's going to come up in a number of the, uh, the questions and ideas I've, I've got uh, in my in my sort of top 10. So uh, why might why? 
this apply? Uh, you know, this twelve-month time horizon, because very often the things that we uh, are making decisions on, it's it's not that we get a, a direct, uh, an instantaneous uh, sense of whether we've made the right call. Uh, so what would be some examples of that? Um, losing weight, saving, you know, the intent to perhaps get a bit fitter, um, the intent to perhaps look for a new job or or perhaps go for a promotion or to start doing personal development. In the here and now, you know, you can make that decision, but chances are you're not going to see a whole load of instant progress. So, but in each of those cases and examples that I've drawn out, you know, thinking about that 12 months hence, when you perhaps have lost your weight, when you have got some savings, when you have become a bit fitter, perhaps you are sitting in a new job or have done loads of personal development, which means you're able to go for a new job. That that might be that might be useful, might be helpful, hopefully self-explanatory. So, yeah, asking ourselves that question, will I regret not starting in 12 months time? OK, let's move on. Number two, what is the risk of doing nothing? Now, this one, uh, in my experience, often gets overlooked, certainly talked about less. This is uh, when you actually sort of step back from this one. You know, doing nothing is actually a decision, of course, uh, and, you know, sticking with the status quo. So maybe there's a supplementary question we can ask. What are the consequences of sticking with the status quo? As we do that, we may well find that we get some different ideas and thoughts about whether it's a decision that you actually want to take or if you've got a series of choices, which choice is going to be most applicable. Okay, let's move on. Number three, deathbed regrets. Oh, that sounds a bit negative uh, uh, for the Effective Challenge podcast. Uh, So uh, those of you who've uh, listened to the podcast and those of you that that know me will will be well aware that, that Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, played quite a big part in my uh, own development. I guess this deathbed regrets is is a is a version of begin with the end in mind, which is is uh, one of Covey's habits, which is actual fact. I think uh, St. Francis of Assisi was the, the first person that said that. But I guess a deathbed regret is the ultimate version of this. So despite sounding a little bit negative, there's a uh, certainly a positive intent behind this one. And where I've uh, drawn this from is there was a, a, a nurse in Australia, Bronnie Ware. Some of you may have already heard of Bronnie. She gets talked about uh, uh, a fair bit when it comes to regret and decisions. Bronnie was a, was a special type of nurse. She worked uh, and supported p- uh, people in the sort of last stages of, of their life, to be, to be more explicit, the last sort of 12 weeks of their life. And throughout her time of, of working with patients, she yeah, had lots of conversations with them. And she started to note down some of the themes of the things that people talked about in terms of their regrets. She's written a book about that. There are uh, a top five regrets. And I think when it comes to bigger picture perspective, these can be really interesting when it comes to making decisions. Okay, so what were Bronnie's patients' five uh, biggest regrets in their lives? Number one, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the one that others expected of me. Now, this is really important, particularly around some of the bigger decisions, perhaps, that we and choices that we want to make. Often people do that to please other people. 
and uh, yeah, that, that that might be uh, certainly a factor that you would want to consider, but probably not the overriding uh, input that you'll be using when you make a decision. Second of the of the regrets was I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Now that's an interesting one, given uh, the particularly in the UK the the tendency for hours. Uh, hours worked and hours culture um, it sort of tends to suggest um, that, that that working hard there, there's there's um, people take a lot of value and a lot of worth out of the hours that they that they are working um, this would suggest that's probably not the right decision of course there are going to be occasions when we all need to to put in the extra hour to go the extra mile but if that's the default Perhaps when you get to the the other end of uh, either your working career or even the the other end of your life, maybe that's a regret that you might have. Number three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. This is an interesting one, particularly when it comes to our emotional intelligence and working out a language that we can use to to, to actually express our feelings. And, and sometimes people can find that they, they suppress stuff down, bottle it up simply because they're avoiding an argument because they don't quite know how to have the conversation. But again, when you're making a decision, maybe sharing your feelings uh, up front will save you know, quite a bit of uh, trouble and trouble and strife and torment further down the line. Number four, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. This is one I'm, apologies friends out there, this is one I'm not, not brilliant at. Yeah, I've got some great friends. Uh, I probably should put way more effort into keeping in touch with them. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that's one that I should probably factor into more of my own decision making. And the final one of, of uh, Bronnie's uh, five regrets was, I wish I'd let myself be just that bit happier. And, you know, this is a big one for me uh, in terms of the interaction I have with people. They're kind of waiting. They're waiting on the outcome of things to allow themselves to be happy. And, and very often, even when they're able to achieve some of that, that they strive for, it doesn't actually make them happy. It might give them a little bit of a lift in the short term, but... In the, in the medium term, long term, yeah, that soon dissipates. So this one, I think, is pointing to that. Like, be happy. Be happy with what you've got. And don't always be striving for the things that you, you haven't got uh, to, to find happiness. That doesn't, by any means, to say don't strive for things. Of course, that's important. Just uh, be happier as, as, you, uh, as you go on that, uh, as you pursue them. Okay, let's move on from... Uh, deathbed regrets number four in my top 10 list how certain do i need to be so this is a good one sometimes uh, particularly where we get uh, procrastination and i'll probably make reference to that in in, in in a bit further in a moment um but yeah what's the risk reward of, of making this decision um is the decision reversible so can i take the decision and if it's not working out just reverse it so, and that won't always be the case, but in many cases it is. So, so how certain do I need to be in order to make the decision? Okay, let's move on. Number five, what would my virtual mastermind group advise? Okay, so what, what am I talking about there? So there was a, a chat in the 1930s, Napoleon Hill wrote uh, 
well, I guess it's kind of one of the, the early uh, sort of self-help books, I would say. Uh, Think and Grow Rich, interesting character. Uh, it's got some really interesting stuff in there. I'm not sure I agree with all, all of uh, Napoleon Hill's sentiment. But one thing that he included, and I've, I've certainly seen other people draw upon this, is this concept of a, of a mastermind group and this was getting together with groups of people to talk about to talk about things and challenges and decisions that you might want to take i guess my twist on that is you don't actually physically need to get together with people in actual fact you don't even have to get to actually get together with people and have a conversation what we can use is our imagination and our imagination based on the in uh, on individuals who perhaps we are inspired by based on individuals who have achieved some things uh, that that we are, are looking to achieve and we can apply that uh, our own understanding of them to ask ourselves the question you know what would they do in this situation now the beauty of this is that you know you can create your own sort of hand selected board of uh, of advisors sometimes you might want people with particular specializations sometimes you might need some all rounders and that's the great bit you you really get to choose and of, of course like you can let people go from your imaginary board and bring new members in dependent on the circumstances that you face but yeah, if you've got a decision, asking ourselves, what would your virtual mastermind group uh, advise? Number six, what if I viewed this as an experiment? So I guess there's a bit of a link to the, you know, how certain do I need to be on this uh, with this uh, approach? But this is kind of taking that a little bit further. So, so very often when making a decision, we will hold back because we put an awful lot of pressure upon our shoulders for fear of making the wrong call. Um, and there's, you know, there's some some traits that can get associated with that. One of the ones that maybe some of you are already thinking is, you know, people will procrastinate, they will put things off for fear of, of getting something wrong. Now, procrastination gets t- talked about a lot. For me, an element of procrastination is, and how procrastination can sometimes play out, is perfectionism. So if we put so much pressure on our shoulders that we can't get a wrong call, understandably, we aren't going to make a decision. And in doing that, we actually slow things up and, you know, just don't get started. So with this one, you know, what if I viewed it as an experiment? What would it take to actually get started? Could you break something down into a smaller component part? You know, that's that, that easy, easier first step. You know, don't worry about it being a great first step. Just start. Yeah, I think I think where I've seen both for myself and seen other people do this, something that feels quite, quite significant can become something that, you know, just eases the pressure off of our shoulders and allows us to, 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 to begin and see where we go. View it as an experiment. Have you know tests and things. So that's number six. Let's move on. Number seven. Does uh, the choices that I've got energize me or drain me? Now, this is about our our sort of energy. Um, does it attract or repel? And you know, when you're making a decision, you know, often you know, I'll certainly do this myself. Um, often I will think, mm, do I really fancy that? I don't. Not sure I do. Is there an alternative that gives me a bit more energy? Yeah, actually, there is. Right, let's go down that road. The tr- the tricky bit here, and this is 
this is something to to be very mindful of is that if something in the short term gives us an instant lift gives us some instant gratification you know that might energize us however in the medium to long term that might cause us more problems so the energize and, and or drain you know attract or repel put a time frame against it and think and then think again about what choice and decision you might make i guess an example of this might be you know eating a donut instant gratification versus you know getting yourself out of bed in the morning to go for a gym session probably less appealing but actually in the medium to long term perhaps doing you uh doing you some 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 good so that's number seven energize or drain number eight uh will this make me proud now now pride is an interesting one because this that word doesn't resonate with everybody and some people that that makes them feel a bit bit uncomfortable but if it does resonate with you it can be a great question to ask when we're looking to make a, a decision very very powerful number nine is this the sort of person i want to be so this is this is a relatively simple one. Um, I guess it requires doing a little bit of upfront thinking and understanding actually who we who we would like to be. But once we've done that, we've got ourselves a reference point. And therefore, when we're needing to make a decision, we can offer up and then see if we're aligning to the sort of person we want to be. I guess um, you know, this illustrate through an example. So if you've decided you want to be the sort of person that looks after their health, when it comes to, you know, you've, you've watched maybe a couple of episodes of your favourite programme and you, uh, the, you know, I think most of the, the online services do this now, but certainly it started, I think, with Netflix, where the next episode begins and that, that kind of little bar moves across the screen and within sort of, you know, 20, 30 seconds, the next episode's beginning. If we ask ourselves the question, do I want to watch another episode? I'll get myself off to bed. If we have said, actually, I'm the person that that uh, promotes my my health and sees that as a priority and sleep is a part of that, chances are you're going to get yourself off up to bed and uh, resist watching the next episode. So interesting one. Is this the sort of person that I want to be? OK, number 10, final one of the list stop criteria so setting up front some stop criteria this is a little bit like the experiment one um which is saying you know is it is it okay to stop and of course it is so uh with many of the decisions that we want to make so setting ourselves and sticking to uh some stop criteria can be a real interesting way just to get ourselves started and um and moving on a particular decision so examples of this would be if you're a writer you know i'll stop after the first 500 words or i'll stop after i've been writing for 15 minutes yeah, that's that's an example there. I would say if you're going to do this, follow through, stop after the 500 words. If you don't and you keep going, you know, this this approach, this this, uh, you know, asking ourselves, well, you know, what our stock criteria will be if we don't stick with it then there's a pretty good chance the next time you come to use it, your brain just won't believe you and therefore it will lose its effectiveness. So 
there you go. There's 10 ideas uh, to help and you know, questions that we compose ourselves in which to to make some decisions. Let's have a quick recap. Will I regret not starting in 12 months? Number two, what is the risk of not doing something? Number three, what might my deathbed regret be? Number four, how certain do I need to be to make the decision? Number five, what would my virtual mastermind group advise? Number six, what if I viewed this as an experiment? Number seven, does this energise me or drain me? Number eight, will this make me proud? Number nine, is this the sort of person I want to be? And finally, number 10, what's my stock criteria? Listen, I hope that has given you some ideas, maybe got you thinking, maybe got you, if you, maybe you're already using some of those, uh, great to hear from you if you are. Uh, or alternatively, you know, have you got your own version? I'd really love to hear about those too. But um, yeah, hopefully there's some new ones there for you to experiment with. Please, again, if you do that and it works for you, let me know. If it didn't, let me know why it didn't. I'm uh, super fascinated with any comments, observations and questions that you that you may have. Uh, drop me a line. It's Damien at EffectiveChallenge.com. That's Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N at EffectiveChallenge.com. If listen, if you haven't done already, please subscribe to the podcast. It really helps grow uh, the impact of the podcast. So um, yeah, that's that's my intent here. Uh, and if I was asking you to go a little bit further, and you think actually somebody else might get some get some value from from the sort of topics that that I talk about on the Effective Change podcast, please do share it with them. Um, that would be uh, really appreciated. So that's it for this episode. Uh, Listen, I hope you're going to have a really great week ahead. Uh, Until next time, I hope you're going to be productive, happy and well. Cheers for now.